Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, starting off the second half of the show. I am Scott Beeson. Sky Rizzi is with us, talking a little. Man, today, it is a guy's day. It has been. Football, AI, gambling. Yeah, they, they left us alone. <laughs> you know, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, you know? Uh, you know, guys are, guys are pretty focused. Uh-huh. But we draw the line. We do. No, um, yeah, you said we were due to the strip clubs in the second hour, and we're... We're not going to do the salute um, to strip clubs? <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, maybe Red, man, I got maybe Red Top can give us the, uh, the the inside story on that. Red Top, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I damn sure can. I lived in Atlanta 15 years. It's the only city in the United States where people could legally strip nude. Ever been to Tattletales, <laughs> Red city. Top? Hell yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I'm a real good Catholic American boy. I like beautiful women. I do too. And I'm a musician. And, uh, <laughs> oh. and uh, by the way, in Atlanta, all the guitar players uh, are strippers. Are, are strippers? Really? Yes. Bass players have more class. Let, let me just say again, <laughs> we don't support or endorse any of the content on this show. Right. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Okay. So let's talk. Atlanta's the most corrupt city in the United States. Look at what's happening to Donald Trump in Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Georgia, prison colony. Okay. Uh, Now, uh, I I have a uh, bring up a geological fact again. You can remind me of what is that giant chalk formation that looks like a smile on North America? What is that called again? (sighs) I don't remember. You told me, damn it. I know I did, but that doesn't mean well, I remember Google today. Google it real quick. You I'll Google it for you. Let's see. Chalk, uh, the chalk. And it's not, what the, U- it's the, not the Utah chalk. I know, I know, but we were talking yeah. about that one day. Let's and uh, because it affects all voting. That's where all the black <laughs> people live. That's all Democrat. It's because the uh, soil was very, very good for growing cotton, growing cotton there at one time. It's all mm-hmm. chalk because that's where the water line uh, is. And I'm in Montgomery. I'm at. I'm on the chalk right now in South Montgomery. Oh, it's a black belt, then, right? That's the black belt. Yeah, but there's there's a the chalk is one belt. of the formations in there. Yeah, and I can't remember. We yeah, went and okay. visited, but go ahead, tell uh, the story because okay. nobody's going to remember the name so, either. Anyway, this is going to be indicative of this. Almost decides every election that okay. Democrats win. Uh, so we need to watch very closely. Now, they're losing a lot of black people in their votes mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Now, so, and I'll try to Google that myself. Um, and uh, now, next point. The Demopolis chalk, is that what we're talking about? Um, that doesn't that ring a bell, Demopolis though, does it? was way in North Alabama. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, I, 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 it, I it can't explain all of it to you, but I got it. Yeah. Keep going. It goes for a thousand miles. Anyway. Uh, now, immigration. Did you realize that uh, remittances are at an all-time high to all these Latin American countries from the illegal immigrants coming to this country? Mexico hit a record this year. $36 billion went back to their economy from the United States. Every single one of these countries that are sending immigrants to this country, illegal immigrants, and it's still mostly Latin American people, uh, is making a fortune in remittances. Yeah. They don't have to yeah. have no damn manufacturing. They don't have to do crap, man. All they got to do is send people up here 
to work illegally and send remittances. You can almost uh-huh. feel, hear, hear the wealth being sucked out of this country. Uh-huh. And uh, now, let me tell you, uh, even more so, uh, Mexico's performing severe blackmail on this country. He is uh, providing armed escorts to these caravans. And uh, yesterday, he basically told Blinken and uh, Mayorkas that uh, you going to uh, give us more money or we're going to make things worse for you. So not only are they get paid in record amounts for remittances, they're blackmailing us, saying, and also trying to get them to drop the sanctions on Venezuela. Uh, this is international criminality. And, you know... These guys have no balls at all, and nor do they want to do that. But uh, more striking is they did not hold a news conference after this, just uh, issued a statement on X, which now the uh, assumption is the statement was already written. Nobody did nothing. No press conference, so really nothing happened. So as an uh, immigration expert, and, you know, you set me straight back day when you said there's nothing wrong with the immigration laws. And I believe you. And it is true. They're just not enforcing them. Right. Uh, I don't know what the hell this country's going to do about that. Um, it's uh, beyond control. <laughs> and this is all optics. So I'd like to hear, uh, if you haven't heard these numbers, you know, I listen to the NTD News. I get news from eight countries every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm really a couple days ahead of you guys. Just like you didn't know about the AI. Well, that was all over NCD uh, in New York Times. So I want to bring you guys up to date. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll be listening. I'd like to hear your response to that. Thank, Thank you, Red Top. Appreciate you, brother. Have a great day. The um, We saw, I mean, I know you've already seen it, I'm sure, but there was a story just a couple of days ago. And it's funny, Sky, because we talked about it two or three weeks ago about the, the immense numbers of people coming across the, the border illegally. And how during the Biden administration, what, enough people have crossed into the country illegally to be, what, starting like the 11th largest state? Right. Something like that. Way more than people than Alabama. And the national news was writing one about how enough people would come over to totally replace, I think, the state of New Jersey. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that now that it's so many people that it ranks up there with New Jersey, New Jersey, now it is important. But CNN had a story from eight hours ago. U.S. officials described, quote, productive meeting with Mexico. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, what do you say when you have a meeting that is absolutely worthless? Productive? I'm not a company meeting. You know, you, you have to go into the meeting with the big bosses or whatever, your middle level manager. And they're like, well, what happened? What happened? And you and you're, you can't just say it was a total crap load. You have to say, oh, well, it was very productive. Yeah, the, the Mexican government says uh, the invasion is going swimmingly. <laughs> so, well, that's productive. Thanks for the uh, we are, update uh, there. Uh, we are offloading our surplus population to the United States. And then on top of that, instead of us having to take care of them, we're getting the extra bonus of they're now sending money back here in record amounts to take care of the other people. That we have. Yeah, not to mention the uh, muling of, of uh, sex trafficking, drugs, fentanyl, you name it. It's, uh, it's just going great for this country. Uh, and for people who think the Mexican government and the Mexican elites are not involved in, in all of this, remember the story, I think it was from the spring, 
where a certain, I don't say county, but a, a certain area, you know, place near a town, a, a rural area in Mexico, um, decided that they had had enough with the drug trafficking, the cartels, etc. So they armed themselves and put a stop to, you know, they basically said, look, y- y'all can go destroy everywhere else. Don't come into our area or we're going to fight you back. And guess who it was that said, oh, no, no, you're not going to do that. No, you're not. It wasn't the cartels. It was the Mexican government. The Mexican government sent their officials, their forces, to make those people not defend themselves and their community against the drug cartels. If anyone for any second thought the Mexican government is not involved with what's going on with illegal drug trafficking, human trafficking, no telling what else they're trafficking to the United States, they're out of their minds. Uh, And if we had legitimate leadership that cared about your children, your grandchildren... I'm not even going to say talk, you know, caring about the country. If we had people who cared about your children and grandchildren, they would put a stop to all this. Absolutely. But they will not. The, the Mexican government is run by the drug cartels. Yes. At this point. And, and if you don't see that, maybe that's, that's kind of a, a, a harsh thing to say, but the evidence backs it up. Yeah, and, and, and people have to understand, once, this is kind of a, everybody likes to talk about evolution. This is an evolution kind of thing. It is an evolving kind of thing. Because what happens is you have the criminal element that starts committing their crimes. Say they're trafficking in drugs. And then the natural process is if someone says, no, we're not going to do that. That's just wrong. It's against the law. We'll stop you. And so the criminal element takes it out takes revenge or, or whatever, or they start, they decide they're going to buy people. They're going to bribe people. And that's where we are on the evolutionary criminal scale in the United States. I personally believe that people in power are involved in these drug-related criminal enterprises. That's why the drug war fails. For all the stuff I hear from people. The war on drugs never works anywhere, Scott Beeson. Oh, it does where they kill the drug lords. It has worked in the countries where they go, uh, you know, I don't care if you're a small-time pusher or a drug kingpin, we'll kill you. Chairman Mao in China uh, fought a war on drugs. And um, pretty much, if you got caught in the drug trade... You got a uh, 45 caliber pain reliever to the back of the head. To the back of the head in the street. Problem solved. Yeah. Is it Thai, is it Thailand? It's one of those. One of them's still drug infested. The other one. It's one of the Asian countries where a few years ago they decided they were going to put a stop to. They were going to have a drug war, and they literally shot people in the streets. And here's the funny thing. They also said that they weren't only going to enforce it on drug sellers and drug pushers, they were going to enforce it on drug users. In the uh, demand. And people magically went through their 12-step process to uh, getting cleaned up super quickly. That was motivational. Uh, (laughs) 
highly. So, so I'm convinced, and I don't have any evidence. I don't have. I can't blame any. I can't name anyone. But I'm convinced that in America, we're at one of those points where elected officials, law enforcement, is working with the criminal element. When the criminal element gets strong enough. Then they begin, they don't even have to buy people anymore. Then they just scare them to death. And that Mexico went through that stage already a few years ago. Yes. You get a small town mayor, you get a sheriff, you get some, you know, maybe a congressman decides, hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to fight to stop this. Those people die. Or their family and they die dies. In a, yes, in a in a very bad way. A oh, brutal way. They don't just give you the the forty five caliber pain reliever to the back of the head. It's no. set you on fire. Flay is it flay or flail? Flay. Flay. Yes. You flail them while you're flaying their skin. All right. Is that right? Yeah. That's that's terrible. Flails a verb and flay. Well, anyway. Well, you got it. They pull the skin off of them, set them on fire. Those sorts of things. So that's the natural evolution. So how does Mexico stop it? You know, at the very top of their their government, yeah, they may be working with the drug cartels, but it could be under duress. If you're the one who says, hey, we need to stop this, you die, your family dies, your children die, your wife, your wife dies. So there, I don't know how you get this stopped. Unless someone like the United States comes in, sends in the military ah. and says, we will crush everyone. A la Teddy Roosevelt. Kind of a uh, yes, kind of a because because you can't fighter. you can't go back from this. No, no. outside the of uh, you know way too deep, way too bloody. Uh, that's right. No, so Mexico is done, and our government is letting more and more and more of these people into our country who believe that is the way you grow wealth and power. And I'm telling you, there are places in the country that are just on the verge of being as bad as Mexico is. And can you imagine if we had to try to do that here in the United States with all of our limitations of, oh my gosh, no, they have civil rights, no. You, you can never, ever, ever get it back. No. Once a civilization, once a community goes into barbarism, it takes barbarism to put it back. That's exactly where our end game may be lying. People just don't know how bad this is, what Biden is doing to us. James, you'll be up on the other side. Stick with us. We'll be back. We are back, everybody. Welcome back into the program, Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Don't forget our friends over at 1819 News. Go to 1819news.com. Consider supporting the work they do. They are non, It is nonprofit journalism that represents your values. You can become a member. It would be a great thing to do in this new year. Support the work they're doing because Alabamians make good decisions when they have all the facts. Unfortunately, in our state, for so many years, we depended on the old mainline newspapers, and they just tried to steer us in their leftist direction. Their virtue signaling do-gooder, lack of values, direction, and, and we struggled. But now we have an alternative, 1819news.com. Go over there, consider becoming a member, join the team, join the fight, and hey, look, just sign up for the newsletters and stuff if you don't want to join the team, but you will be glad you did over at 1819news.com. Let's go to James. James, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. Oh, well, this is for Sky. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who was the... the the guitarist vocalist that that we just heard. Oh, that was um, uh, Johnny Van Zant, Thirty Eight Special, I believe. You sure? Was it Donnie? 
I believe that was actually Don, Don Barnes the, doing that singing. For oh, that particular for song. Special. Okay. Yes. Okay, good call, man. Okay. Well, you know, you have to, you know, back me up. Check. Google it. You know I will. <laughs> Google you it. Know I will. I'll, I'll Google run up it. to the front room and, and pull out the album and, and see. But I'd have to go out in the bright, hot sunshine because, uh, well, you know, we don't see like we used to. I think yeah. I could find that. Okay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm yeah. at Publix, and this lady is to my left, and she has a handful of $50 bills. That's the way I roll, usually, yeah. And, I mean, a handful of $50 bills. The lady across the counter from us just happened to be Hispanic. The lady with the $50 bills in her hand was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. She handed them to her, and of course she slid them out like you would take a, a a deck of cards and you know lay them out there. And she took the little marker and she marked across them, mm-hmm. and she you know ran the bills to the cash register and gave her a money order. And of course the screen was right there in front of me. I I would have had to left the scene not to then it was like $13.62 worth of change okay uh, and it was a 900 and some odd dollars worth of money order jeez Louise so and this was just one human being right there in Publix where do you think this money order went <laughs> I know where it didn't go it didn't come to my house my guess is it was sent back to some country below the uh, border. I, you know? I would agree. What country? Who knows? But see, this has been going on for decades, and not just Hispanic people that are trying to improve themselves, but Indians, and I don't mean Native Americans, and I was over at someone's house who I shall not name, and they have some, well, family members that are Chinese, and mm-hmm. well, my understanding is that, uh, you know, money is sent back to China as well when right. needed. Right. And of course, we're just as guilty. We have consultants and what have you all over the world, and we're pulling money out of those countries. But my guess is, this is just a guess, I don't have the, you know, the receipts to back this up, but my guess is more money is being drained out of this country and it's the U.S. dollars that, in other words, is traded globally all over the, the country. I mean, all over the planet. Uh, oils purchased in dollars or valued in dollars. And uh, when certain people are making their money with Bitcoin, what do they use to value Bitcoin? They, they, when, in other words, when we're trading that kind of thing and you're evaluating money or evaluating the value of Bitcoin based on what? Bitcoin? Uh, piles of timber? Uh, Baskets of eggs. Yes. And see, it's U.S. <laughs> dollars that That's they right. are evaluating or well, valuing think about it, Bitcoin James. with. Do you remember, if you do remember, 
Barack Obama wanted to fundamentally transform the United States. Oh yes, and 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 he, he him and his uh, the tribe is they're doing a very good job of it. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes a village, and they're and they're definitely doing it. They also lament people on the left, including the former president, lament the fact that the United States has been the wealthiest country in the world. They do not like that. Um, he he said that he wanted America to be brought down or levelized. This American exceptionalism is wrong. So th- they're doing to us well, as the American citizens what they said they wanted to do. And, and it was our our friends and neighbors who voted they're trying to, to do get that done. Third world country Correct. out of the United States of America. Okay, and I don't know how old you guys are, but when you get close to retirement age. In other words, when you hit 60, uh, Social Security will send you their little uh, pamphlet that says when you can retire, and and what they're trying to do in there, in this document, is to get you to wait and retire at full retirement, which is typically 67 and but they would like for you to wait until you're 70. And what they yeah. do is they encourage you to wait longer. They give you a little bit more money. But if you get in there and you read the fine print, okay, by 2034, and this is this is not something that I read on, in some newspaper tucked away on the back page or internet. This was material that was sent to me by the IRS. Okay, by Social Security Administration, excuse me, uh, not okay. the IRS. That's fine. But the SSA sent this to me, and it's back in there, you know, it's just two or three pages, but at some point it says, you know, we're there for you, and this is the amount you will get. However, by 2034, only $780 out of every 1000 we send you will we'll be able to commit to at this particular point in time. Uh-huh. That's the gist of what's written there. Right. That's and people, don't, people don't know that's coming. That is coming incredibly quickly. And maybe faster than what's documented there on those pieces of paper. Yeah, my guess is they're they're uh, overestimating just to get you to that number. James, we got to roll, man. The computer's coming up. Skynet uh, and AI is forcing us to take a break. We'll be back. Caught up in you. Co-written and sung by Don Barnes. Way to go. (laughs) Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. Sky and I are here for you. If you want to join the program, 1-800-289-9228. 1-800-289-9228. On these last few days of 2023. So prepare yourself. Because when the show begins... On this show, for at least three weeks, I'm going to be very apt to still say 2023. That's okay. You remember when people used to have to write checks? I guess we still write some checks. Still, still a few. All the way into February, I'm still writing the year before. That would just be the way it happens. But let's go out to Dennis before we... Um, we got to get back to this story, this football story. Right, right. With uh, Elon Musk's computer... And it's, because uh, it has some good comments. You, you definitely want to hear those. But let's go to Unless Dennis. Dennis, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. Doing fine, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Uh, and and, uh, and Sky Don uh, Barnes is also uh, Hold On Loosely, Fantasy Girl, 
he wrote and sung those too. We actually performed them several times. So uh, he's a he's a heck of a guitar player. That's absolutely true. No doubt, no yeah. doubt. Quite a uh, songwriter, unsung songwriter as well. James pointed out. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, 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 Fantasy Girl and uh, Hold On Loosely, they were co-written and sung by him, too. Right. Uh, right. And, they did, they did uh, pretty and, well and the there for a while. Uh, the rhythm, yeah, the rhythm guitar parts in there are very solid. They're very good, uh, uh, especially when you're looking at, at two, two guitars in there, too. Uh, they, they, they were written, written very well with a good rhythm section. Absolutely. And that Capricorn uh, sound. That was kind of the last wave of Southern rock. Uh, right there, Right there in 82, uh, MTV was rising and punk and uh, uh, disco still. Yeah, uh, and that was it, man. That was the last to rock right there. Hey, but uh, every now and then, every now and then, Scott, throw some Thin Lizzy for some bumper. That would work. Absolutely. <laughs> Duly noted. Uh, we do those out of rotation yeah. now because... Of the uh, complexities of, of syndicating the show in Birmingham, so uh, I, I'd like to reiterate this one more time. I do not have the um, opportunity to play um, spontaneous bumper music. I do not. It's all in a rotator, but we'll be changing those out soon. So uh, keep those keep those suggestions just, just coming. Scott, just, just making one off of that camera huh? <laughs> There you go. There you go. But, uh, I, I am certainly Scott, susceptible to I, I, uh, influence. Yeah, Scott, my my question for you is: that real high pitched voice. Did you do the voice for the clay figure that was on Saturday Night Live that I always went? Oh no, Mister Bill! No, no. Mister It's pretty close. <laughs> it's very close. H and R Sluggo says your taxes are going to cost you an arm and a leg, Mister Bill. Oh no! Oh, that was great, man. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Well, the New York Times and everybody else is too busy su suing the AI uh, companies, Microsoft, for uh, violations. Uh, there was another one. The, the Game of Thrones people are suing one of the chatbot things as well for some sort of violation, Sky. No way. Uh, uh -huh. yeah, that, that was an incredible series. I'm... Uh, I'll, I'll be glad when they, they come out with the second part or the next season of, of uh, uh, House of Dragon. That's, that's, that's kind of started out kind of different, but it, was, it looks like it might be interesting as it plays on. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you a question, Dennis. And, yeah. I, and I know, look, yeah. I know I was raised in Mayberry. I get it. And I'm, I'm strange. I get it. But my, my brother-in-law tried to get me to watch the whole Game of Thrones, so I watched one episode. Whatever episode was on at the time, and, and I love the whole fantasy, dragons, war, fighting, violence. Inter I love all that. But this pro this one episode was so vile that I just I just couldn't I couldn't watch it again. And it was the the little creepy blonde headed prince guy um, was was causing these ladies to do stuff. And I was like, are all the episodes this bad? I mean, it, it didn't really change the story. I mean, I could have figured out he was a crazy, you know, lousy individual without the, the graphic nature of it. So so can you give me any advice? Is the, does the story outweigh the kind of the sicko stuff or, or what? Well, I, I, think what, I think what appealed 
Because I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the episode you talk about. And as, yeah. As as he went on uh, with a way that uh, he was trying to wield power, uh, in the end, it, it, he, he paid a very heavy price for that. Very okay. heavy. Uh, at the hands of uh, of the uh, husband of uh, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. So, it, okay. It, it, you know, and, and but the thing I think what intrigued it so much was, you know, like like soap operas from back in the seventies and and eighties or so much. They had you'd have two or three different storylines going on at the same time, and right. the writing behind that to keep the the viewer interested and to be able to follow along with that was was, was pretty good. Uh, okay. Same thing was like with Boardwalk Empire with it with, it, with it, several different storylines that went on. So some some of the in depth. Uh, uh, Storylines that uh, that HBO has been involved with have been a little bit racy at times, but they follow a pretty good drama line. But the, okay. but the best one I've, I've ever watched and is the Chosen and the ones that uh, and the ones that Angel Studios are doing. Their writing uh, puts uh, the life of Christ into a into a frame that. The, the layperson could relate to. Uh, I mean, you take a look at it. When you, you, when you didn't see uh, uh, God talk to uh, all the leaders and the, and the, and the uh, temple priests and everything when Jesus was born. He talked to the meager uh, uh, shepherd in the in the field, and, and you know, and, and that, that the shepherd. That's, that was the lowest form of, of a job that you could have back then. So, you know, and that's the way the chosen kind of it, it personalizes Jesus on a on a level that that the that a lay person uh, could, could could buy into and then get more intense with. And as he goes along in his in his ministry and opens it up, he gets more and more in depth uh, to what God wants us to do, and that becomes right. apparent. Uh, you, series, so, so, so what season are you on on the on the chosen? Because I, I really enjoyed the first two seasons, and I t- thought it started to wobble a little bit. And then when it got to the part where Jesus is like struggling and practicing for the Sermon on the Mount, and they're kind of setting it up as a big production, that's kind of where they lost me on that part. But yeah, before that, yeah, I yeah. thought it was really really well done and stayed very, very close to the scriptures with with some expansion to, to, to get the everydayness in there, and then they kind of started losing me. You know, I can, I can understand that. Uh, uh, when he was leading up to the Sermon on the Mount uh, and, the, and the way he was he was going about it, uh, yeah. there again, uh, to, to the layperson who is not familiar uh, with the life of Jesus and what Jesus' ministry and purpose was, uh, right? I mean, that He's God made flesh, and right. you know, you take a look at, at the very onset of His ministry uh, before He more or less, you know, went region wide with it and, and made it known that that uh, that He was the Son of Man. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that uh, you know He. The way I'm seeing it is, and the way they're doing it is to involve. You got to take a look at the, the, the what period of time they were in. Yeah. I mean, there was no television, there was no radio. That's right. You have the benefit 
we have the benefit of of knowing what the gospel is and knowing what comes next because it's been written for us. That's right. Fair enough, Dennis. Hey, Dennis, I got to go, man. Computer's coming up. Dennis, we appreciate you, brother. Talk to you again soon. Babs is up on the other side. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. This is a short segment, so let's get right to your phone calls. Let's go to Babs. Babs, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. I am doing great. Thank you very much. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. You um, did. I we had a great time. How about you? I did. But like I told Sky, um, my granddaughter and great-grandson-in-law, uh, my great-grandson came Tuesday from California. So that was my Christmas gift. But it's, wow. it's been fun, and I'm worn out because I'm 80. But anyway, it's been <laughs> fabulous. I wanted to tell you that I listen every day. I don't I don't call in because usually I'm getting ready to go somewhere, but I do listen, and I love the show. I am so grateful for how conservative and the Christian values you, you speak of. But the biggest thing that I wanted to tell you was I watched your daughter play volleyball, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but my heart broke for her when they didn't win. Yeah, I wish I wish you could have seen the final four, the uh, the game against Pitt because the the, the bottom fell out uh, against Texas. But thank you so much for watching. I, I will definitely oh, I tell did. you that you did. I was so excited, like I said, and then thoroughly enjoyed it. I really don't think I've ever really watched volleyball before, except for beach volleyball, you know. But yes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw you guys on TV, and uh, your daughter is beautiful, and I think she's got um, a nice long career in it, don't you? Well, I hope so. She's uh, She would I, like to play professionally, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But, but being a... Uh, um, an All-American definitely helps your stock when you want to play professionally. Well, that's true. That's true. But like I said, I, I just wanted you to know that I did watch, and um, um, it, it was it was too much fun. I'm a, I'm a big Auburn fan, so um, that's pretty much what I watch. But uh, that was fun, and I thank you for, for telling us about it, and um, I got to watch it, and my son watched it too, so... We'll, we'll, we'll keep you informed next year. Thanks, Babs. Fabulous. Thank you, Babs. Happy New Year. Appreciate Happy it. Happy New Year to you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so we'll keep her updated for next year. Yeah, that last game just still bothered me. I know it, I know it bothers Merritt and them, but let's go to Papa B. Motivation. Papa B, welcome to the program, buddy. Well, Papa B, Papa B, well, you know, so the bleeding heart left, I've often heard they are so concerned about the poor and the downtrodden. They're willing to give them the shirt off of your back. <laughs> and that's what we're seeing right now. These are the socialists. And socialism has, well, I mean, look at it. It's taken over by federal government. Okay? It has. Just to your light of day, you know, that's what's happened. And socialists... Uh, Really, they're just communists wearing a mustache. That's all. Yeah. And if you fill, fill that Mission Impossible mask back one more la layer, totalitarian tyrants. Yeah. Well, that's government. You know, people think government is, is it, it's charitable, it's kind, it's compassionate, yeah. it's all these things. Government <clears throat> is force. 
That's all it is in the end. Okay, it is and, it is a command at the point of a bayonet. That's what yeah. Well, it really comes you know, it's, it's always socialism with love until the love runs out, yeah. and then it's socialism with a gun, which is communism. Yeah, I just can't get over. People still haven't learned that lesson. The government <laughs> is not kind. Is not compassionate. It does not care about you. Sky, Sky, Papa B. Come look, on. if you have a large percentage of the people of the country who cannot tell you what the capital of the United States is or what president it was named after, you are well on your way to socialism because right. there's not a chance of them understanding what socialism actually does. So go ahead, Papa B. Look, we got I, one minute. I got it. All right. Well, I'll take what I got. Uh, okay. Look, you know, all of a sudden now, here we got the uh, Catholics, they're opening their eyes. Oh my gosh. Here's this government investigating them covertly. Well, welcome to the party, dude. <laughs> so it's been going on for the Protestants for 50 years. <laughs> and just right on freaking cue, all of a sudden, it's the Jews. This is 1,000% predictable. <laughs> Very you good know? point. Very right. good point. Anyway. Yeah, you Thanks need to mic drop on that one. That's excellent, buddy. Thanks, Papa B. Thank you, buddy. Bye. See you. We'll be back on the other side. Look, I actually have a conspiracy thinker Thursday thing sometime oh, in the next Thursday. hour. I forgot. It is. Okay.